irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on L.A. Talk Radio. All right, excellent, Rifters. What's going on? Keith Reza with my trusty colleague, sidekick, best pal, red glasses, Alan wow. Lee. Thank you. I really appreciate it, especially the red glasses part. I want everyone to visualize that. <laughs> yeah, you're, you wore the red glasses two weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah and uh, I wore the Machina uh, medals uh, party at the improv. You know, that, I, that, I wasn't there, but you, you went to Sheena medals. Uh, Anniversary, anniversary party. Anniversary party at she, the world-famous Hollywood Improv. At the world-famous Hollywood Improv. She was there, of course. Uh, she uh, was the, had a wonderful show, t- talked about how she got started in radio, and it was, it was, it was fabulous. And you know me, I love, I love those, those events. You know me. Yeah. You, were, uh, uh, you were at somewhere working and uh, probably doing some comedy somewhere. Yeah, I went, I, I, I went yeah. to, uh, mm-hmm. I had work at the day job, and yeah. then I was on my way to go, and then I saw an open mic thing, and mm-hmm. you know me, when I see comedy, I just got to do it. So I did an open mic. Oh, wow. And I got to tell you, because I, I, I'm trying to do a clean set, because I got rejected by this comedy club. So I tried to do a clean set at a bar, mm-hmm. and it did not work. Oh. <laughs> the clean set or the dirty set? No. Or the blue set? A, I'm clean, sorry. a clean set. It was, a, it was a little bit hard to do. Right? At a bar. Yeah. Well. Like, they, they, because I think people's bar, uh, attention spans at bars are just too, um, like they, they, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'll never, I'll never forget. It's hard down, doing knock knock jokes at a bar. That's what I'm saying. Who's there? What? No, who's there? No, no, no. I was just telling you a knock knock joke. Well, I thought you wanted to do one now. Oh, I don't know. You, you, you know knock knock joke? I can come up with one. Okay, so you say knock knock. Knock knock. Who's there? Uh, oh wait, wait, no, no. I say knock knock. Who's there? Okay, wait. Do I say or do no, you? No, you it okay. doesn't matter. Whoever okay. starts it. Okay, you start. Knock knock. Who's there? Our next guest is not here yet. <laughs> Sorry. That's the only improv I can come with. <laughs> anyway, I uh, remember when you ran a room. Uh, was it Huntington Beach? You ran two rooms, actually. But you ran Centerfields, which is a sports bar. Mm-hmm. And you remember that you, how hard that was, and it was challenging, and you got up there, and, you, and you know, like you said, there, you know, it's like you just said about, about what, you, what happened to you. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you handled it well. Yeah, but back then I was a lot... I was a lot more newer to comedy, so I didn't really understand uh, bar crowds. You know what I mean? Yeah. But after but you do it for a while, you kind of you would think they're not going to like clean jokes, but I still did it because I got practice. It sure. So I could send the set to the club and be like, "Hey, yeah, look, guys, look how clean I am. Look how clean I am." You know? But, you, but you, I, what I was trying to say is that at Centerfields, they liked you. I thought you. I always liked you there, and I, you, you know, I went up. You put me up a number of times there, yeah. And I learned a lot from that experience. They they do comedy night at Centerfield now too. I don't. You don't go there because you were running the room. So yeah, and I you don't would, like you, running rooms because it's like I just want know, to make people laugh. And I'm sure. like, if I'm running rooms, I have to deal with comics, you know, and you know. then you know they're like, oh, there's you know, why isn't there a crowd? And it's like because my. Family. Well, why didn't you put me up first or second or yeah. third? And I was like, well, I would, but you don't have red glasses like Alan. That's maybe. correct. That's right. And many times you said, Alan's up going up tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, you put me up first, which is, is that the weakest going up first? That's like the weakest spot. Traditionally? Yeah. I thought it was. When Pro- yeah. Traditionally, you know. the, the host is the weakest yeah. spot. Yeah. 
But at a no. bar, I don't think it really it matters. It doesn't matter. But you let me host. Yeah, I yeah. never forgot that. Hosting, I think, at a bar is a lot Not, stronger than hosting at a comedy club. Thank you. Because hosting at a bar, if yeah. you think about it, you have to be a headliner. Yeah. In my opinion. Because, you know what, let's just talk to our guest about this. This is an excellent question. I think that... Uh, because he's Mr. A, Scheidner... Yeah, Whittle. he'll know way more than me. Would you please yeah. ask him that? Well, we, we got to give him an introduction. Yes. But these opening remarks are taking forever because I'm in love with these red glasses of yours. I know they're dazzling, aren't they? <laughs> our, our guests in the next show will love them, too. Uh, and, I, and next time I wear the blue glasses. All right, guys. Oh. Blue material, get yeah. it? Oh, that's uh, I love that. All right. Well, guys, before we, uh, we're we phoning in our next guest, yeah. our, our guest, uh, you guys have seen him in Married with Children, uh, The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. He wrote a book called Kicking Through the Ashes mm-hmm. by Rich Scheidner, mm-hmm. and he's the star of a documentary called I Am a Comic with Rich Scheidner. And... Uh, I'm willing to bet our guest is Rich Scheidner. You know, it's a wild guess, but it's Rich Scheidner. Scheidner? No, you said it right. Scheidner with a D, N-E-R. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, I thought I said, right? No, you did it beautifully. All right. I, this is going to be fun. We're calling him now. Just entertain the folks. Tell so, them about yeah, your you know, day. Uh, it was a great party uh, at the improv. And uh, Sheena, which I just spoke to, told us all about how she got started uh, in radio. Sheena Metal here, and it's a great show she has. It's topical. She has all guests from all over the place, knows everybody. Uh, you know, that's Sheena Metal here at uh, LA Talk Radio, in our internet radio uh, empire here in Sherman Oaks, California. And uh, she found herself in radio first as an actress, which she is, a good actress, a writer, and uh, like me, she fell in love with the uh, microphone. Anyway, buy a microphone at any any place, even if big lots for that matter, 99 cent store. Get yourself a little amp, put it in your room, and at night just go crazy on the microphone. You'll have your own little show before you go to sleep, ah. and you'll be happy. That sounds like an excellent Is story. Right? Yeah, it's I great. can't wait to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> but here it comes uh, with Rich. All right. Hey. Hey, Rich. How's it going? Hey, Rich. Hey. Hey, man. Uh, cool. Technology, huh? Yeah. I Don't. think I should probably just win my car. I'm out in the streets here in Mill Valley. Oh. oh. I'll, probably, I'll probably just sit in my car. Beautiful. Uh, oh, you're performing at that theater tonight, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm right out front, right near it. But uh, there are a lot of people out over there, and oh, I don't that's... Know, I have to go find my way in. I can sit here and do the interview here. That's oh. fantastic. Wow. Well, I appreciate yeah. you doing the, yeah. the interview. That means a lot. Sure, man. Sure. He's got things to do. Uh, we, were trying to call yeah. you, we were trying to call you on the Skype, but for some reason it wasn't working. Yeah, I wasn't getting it. You know, I, I had my thing on, but see, it wasn't, that wasn't ringing. My phone wasn't ringing. Your Skype, Skype attempts wasn't ringing. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't like Skype anyway. Yeah, no. It's all about the FaceTime. You ever do the FaceTime? Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> so, Rich, uh, first of all, I just want to say, uh, you know, thank you so much for doing the show. We tried to get you last year, but uh, it just man. didn't work out with whatever. But He's a busy man. I, I, I really love your comedy, but I don't think we've ever met. I know we talk mm-hmm. on Facebook and stuff, but have we ever met? I, I don't know if I have or not. I don't know. I, I can't remember. Yeah. I mean, it's just so... 
that's the thing about Facebook is like you could all connect, but it's like I, everyone's like, oh yeah, you, you should get Rich Schneider, and I was like, yeah, I love Rich, but I've never met Rich. Right. <laughs> well, you're meeting him now. I've done a lot of shows. I haven't met the people beforehand. That's that's go. quite all right. Yeah. yeah. Are, are you a name person or are you a face person? Face. Yeah, me too. I'm a face visual, person. visual, yeah. visceral. Yeah. So. Yeah. So uh, we we like to call. Mm-hmm. We like to like listen to little other interviews that you've done, so we don't ask you the same the questions. Same questions he's already had. You think that's okay. you think Try. that's smart, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Watch the yeah. first question. Yeah. I like how you said. I like how you go. We don't like to answer the same question. And, you, and here's your partner. He goes same question. You know, like, <laughs> like you guys are saying the same thing as you say. I don't like to ask the same question. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was listening to the the Johnny uh, Carson podcast, and that was a great interview. But did you think it was like a, a little weird that the guy knew the exact dates and all the other guesses you did the show with? Like I was like, holy lord! Yeah, he looked up. A, he knew a bunch. Of them. He didn't know them all, but he knew a bunch of them. Yeah, I thought that was very well. Wow, man, uh, that's that was some good research. There. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, yeah. I was just thinking about all the time. Like, if I was ever on that show and I did Carson and someone was interviewing me and they would send these dates, I was like, yeah. I did it on that date. Yeah. Your third grade. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Some of them, I, the only couple I remember. I just I don't know the exact dates, but just kind of the year. But that's yeah. all. I don't know it. Yeah, yeah I was like, because on my calendar it said I had a dental appointment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. you know. Let me get that calendar for you. Well, Let you me know. get that 1986 calendar. I got it in my box over here. Right on my desk. Well, you know, w- without mentioning any p- other podcast, uh, Rich, we found it very funny that uh, one gentleman asked you, he said, you know, I used to go to comedy a lot. I went to different clubs, and I think I saw you somewhere. Oh, yeah. and, he just said, <laughs> and you, you handled it very well. You nodded and said, "That's possible." You must have seen me somewhere. <laughs> Alan he, he kept a straight face, and I laughed my ass off because the guy just went crazy. You know, like, like, oh yeah, I, was, I know I've seen you because we used to go out. And he said, "What the fuck?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> when we were watching that, I just, you know, I loved your facial expression. Comedy? Is it possible I saw you do comedy? Yeah. <laughs> I could believe it. Yes, possible. <laughs> That's why we're talking right now, isn't it? <laughs> Alan, Alan doesn't like to mention names, you know, because he's like one of those safe well, I love guys. making names. I love but, name uh, dropping. Yeah, I'll he, call my mother tonight about this. Yeah, but you should tell him what show that was so the folks can see how funny Rich's expressions were. No, no, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to mention another podcast. Oh. No, I'm not going to do that. That's not a name anyway. Ouch. Yeah, was, well, Those are fighting I'm words, eh, Rich? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, look, he, he said his mother, I get a lot of people going, hey, my grandparents really like you. They, they saw you back in the day. <laughs> I stick in for two more years, it'll be, hey, my great-grandparents saw you back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> no. They're big fans. <laughs> yeah, my great-grandparents, they were in high school, they were fans of yours. <laughs> Have you ever have you ever had someone say that to you? Like that that's just gotta be awkward. No, not great grandparents. <laughs> yeah, but I, I know it's coming. I, I get the parents. I still there get the go. parents. There that's all right. That's right. People are getting older and older. Ones are saying it. Just, <laughs> hey, you got gray hair, and then you say your parents saw me back in the day. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> but but you know what's weird? Because like uh, I'm I, I've been doing comedy for you know a while, but not as long as you. But. Every, all the comic heroes that I talk to that are like my mentors and in the business as long as you, their heroes are Johnny Carson. But I never watched Johnny Carson, so my hero was Arsenio Hall. Well, I did Arsenio too. He did. Oh, did he? Yes, he did. 
Oh yeah. my God! But do, do you? Yeah, think- I did a couple, Arsenio. Yeah. You had to get permission. Uh, I was doing Johnny at the time too, and they just said, "Look, you, you did it right by asking." And they would just not. You do like a three month. Um, wouldn't be three months uh, before you or after you did tonight's show. That's all. Oh, oh. there's a waiting period. Yeah. Well, I kind of. Yeah, did. yeah, yeah. So, so if you did Arsenio, then you couldn't do a Tonight Show for three months. Wait, after, oh. if you just did a Tonight Show, you have to wait three months before you did Arsenio. Yeah. They didn't want it too close. That's all. I don't know. I don't know why. Don't know what they do to artists, you know, there's just, just all these uh, things they do to us. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But the point I was making was like, I, so I grew up watching the Arsenio Hall yeah. show, not the Johnny Carson show. You know what I mean? So yeah, sure, I get you, man. No, he look oddly, and in my recollection, the history of it, you know, he took down. He was the one really that took Johnny down, and nobody saw mm-hmm. it coming. Yes, sir. I, I did kind of see it coming in a, in a weird way. I didn't realize at the time, but I saw. Uh, you remember the group, the Smiths with Morrissey? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, so I was over, I had a deal at NBC, so I was over talking to the person who was uh, uh, handling the script for my, my pilot for TV sitcom. Mm-hmm. And I had a, a point, you know, a meeting with him over there, and the, the uh, Jim McCauley was a town coordinator, and I, I went by his office to say hello to him at the NBC studios, and he said, hey, you know, Cosby's on tonight. And I know he was saying Cosby is, is like, you know, you can't even say his name anymore. I get it. But at the time... This was a, a different version of Cosby you knew. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Cosby's on the show. Yeah, why don't you stick around? You can see Cosby, mm-hmm. meet Cosby backstage. And I said, oh, fantastic. I'd love that. So I stuck around for the show, and the Smiths were booked. Now, they forced Johnny, because they were trying to get him hipper, you know, trying to, mm-hmm. to, to um, um, you know, his demographic. He was older. He was older, and they're, sure. like, trying to force acts on him that he had no idea who the Smiths were. And he came out, and the place was packed with Smith fans. They weren't Johnny Carson fans. They got there early, got all the seats and tickets, and he came out, and his monologue died. I mean, he couldn't find wow. footing. Wow. They would laugh at him at certain points. They'd laugh at punch. You know, they were just messing with him, man. And he couldn't find his footing, and he got completely unnerved. I'd never seen Johnny. It was wow. like you saw the cracks on the wall. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and afterwards it was like... Uh, I was going to meet Cosby. He says, get out of here, Johnny. Is, 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 you got to get out. Everybody get out of here. Don't, don't come backstage. You don't want to go backstage. Wow. She was curious. You know, and so, you know, Arsenio was the guy who, who eventually, you know, forced their hand to bring in Leno early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Arsenio was all the exposed that huge generation gap. Like, mm-hmm. he got all the, he, you know, he had huge ratings of young people. That's right. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, then he went off the air and then he came back. You know, like three years ago, mm-hmm. and he didn't have that much power. Well, yeah, well, that's you can't. You know, yeah. you can't, that's, thanks that's to trying YouTube. to get like magic back. You yeah, know, that's yeah. lightning in a bottle, and you can't get it back. That's right. <laughs> it's um, I have a question because uh, it says on your IMDb that uh, you're in a movie called There Goes the Neighborhood, and uh, yeah, I did. That's one of my favorite movies. No one's ever no. no yeah, no one's ever heard of it. But it has Jeff Daniels, and he's like trying to dig yep. up money. Mm-hmm. Did you ever? Yeah. Did you meet Jeff Daniels? Uh, yeah, I did. He was. You know, it's funny. I mean, I met him so briefly because he was spending all his free time. He was like writing a script or a play, a play mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. He told me mm-hmm. he'd come out of the trailer, do a scene, to go right back in, and he was he was um um. This is way back then. I don't know if it was a computer or one of those early word processors he was using. Showed me what he was using. I can't remember exactly what it was. It was like, you know, compared to today, it was like showing somebody a musket. But but uh, he was writing. He was writing. spent all the time <laughs> writing. And uh, uh, I had like one scene where I was playing. I played a, a prison guard, I think, or something. And, and I had a gun. 
Yeah. And uh, I, and I spoke, and I laughed maniacally, and the director loved it. He said, "I love that laugh. That's great." That's great. Uh, That's all I remember. That's all I remember. Uh, I I haven't. I'll be honest. I haven't seen the movie in a long time, but I remember growing up. It was one of my favorite ones. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so, but, uh, yeah, I did. I did small roles in in big movies, mm-hmm. and then eventually moved to smaller roles and smaller movies, mm-hmm. and then smaller roles in no movies. So, yeah, but, but you know what? Like, because I do, I do comedy, and like when I started doing comedy, I did it to be an actor. But then the more I fell in love, oh really? With, yeah, but the more I fell in love with comedy, I kind of fell out of love with acting. Because mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I never, I never. All I learned about acting was I was not very good at it. I never got in the moment and acting the way I did in stand up. Yeah, just when stand up, I was up there. I was just in the moment mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. felt free. And and lack just not self conscious. The opposite. I was free. I was not self conscious at all. Mm -hmm. But acting, I would be thinking, "When's my line? Where are you? Where are you in your line? Uh Oh, my hands moving. Why is my hand moving? Where's my hand going? You know, I didn't know. I was never. I was too self conscious. Never enjoyed it. Yeah, it's it's amazing how like acting makes people self conscious, but yet on stand up comedy, Mm -hmm. there's a self conscious, but you don't care because you're letting it out to audiences. Yeah. Yeah, I think really great actors, it's, it's the opposite. I mean, I know I talk to actors, friends of mine who are really good actors, and they completely get lost in it. They're in the moment. They mm-hmm. get that. Yeah. You know? So, Rich, I have a question as a comedian. Do you do you like the term comics comic, or do you think that's kind of insulting? Oh, I like the term. Do you like the term? I, 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 yeah, I like the term. And I, I think it's always, I wrote this in my book, I think it's usually the people who have that different angle. Uh-huh. Those great writers, those brilliant writers that nobody's gone to where they're going. It's not the performers. We respect the great performers. Uh, you respect the great performers, but you don't love them the way, you, this is for me, for comics that I know. Yeah. That we love the comics who, who go to places on stage, you know, in the writing aspect that other comics haven't found yet mm-hmm. or gone or dared to go. Yeah. And those are the comics comic, yeah. There you go. Well, the reason I asked that question is because I'm a comic, you're a comic, and you, you know I look at you as a great comic, and I didn't want to insult you with that term if you found it insur- insulting. So I have Asperger's. No, I don't like find it insulting. No, you know the, the, the trap for for people who when they realize they are comics, comic, the, the trap for comics is to play the back of the room. You know, the comics in the back mm-hmm. of the room, and it's yeah. like playing to the band. Mm-hmm. It it it's it's a mm-hmm. it can be a trap. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I've seen comics sort of sacrifice their their career like they just forget about entertaining the audience they just want to entertain whatever comics are in the back of the room mm-hmm. yeah. and um, yeah it, it can be a little bit of a trap yeah. interesting <laughs> well, it's very interesting I've never heard it put that way hey, I wish you were in the studio today because uh, Alan's wearing red glasses you ever see red glasses yeah. on somebody I'm sure he has I'm just, not on a guy well, I'm, I'm putting <laughs> I'm pushing the envelope, uh, Rich. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a bold choice, yeah. I mean, thank you, thank you, and that my mom will hear that. Tonight. It's Al Gowen, right? Your fr- you mean you have you have frames that are they're big frames with red yeah, glasses? Yeah, red. I don't, I don't, you know. Yeah. Is that from the Charles Nelson Riley collection? You know what? Thank you, because I there's now, an he, old reference the, for you. Huh? Great reference. Uh-huh. Yes, char- that's right. He had the glasses. For heaven's sakes. Yeah. yeah Big glasses, big frames. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Now, Rich, I, I have a question, and uh, you you mm-hmm. were you were a writer for Roseanne, and Roseanne. Yeah, I think Roseanne is the funniest female ever, but she's labeled as crazy or difficult to work with. 
Do you think working with those type of people makes you stronger as a comedy writer and a comic on stage because you've learned so much from I don't know I, th I think those producers who work with her and, and it probably didn't make them uh, some way stronger but somebody, some of the people go like life's too short kind of attitude I'm mm -hmm. not really sure where the line is there you know there's big money involved so some people go well mm -hmm. life will be a lot longer if I stay here and work and make this kind of money yeah. so the life too short thing didn't apply to that I don't know mm -hmm. she's brilliant and, um, you know, she knew what she wanted. I mean, I think there was proven right with that series. You know, mm -hmm. they focused on her. And, you know, when she took over the thing, they were drifting away from what she thought the show should be. And initially, I think she was proven right. But then she went off the rails a little bit at the end. I don't know what to say. I mean, she, you know, yeah. she, I, I agree with it. She's hilarious. First time I saw her, I thought, wow, man. Yeah. She, this That's is funny. hilarious comedy. She's yeah, brilliant. She's great. I, uh, and, uh, you know, those kind of lines if the kids are alive when the husband comes home <laughs> I think I've done my job that is yeah, yeah, that's a great you line. know that was so different yeah. that's what she was she was different at the time she was that working class feminist yeah. it was a, a hybrid that nobody oh, seen before I like yeah. that I like that working class feminist that's a good one yeah, yeah. there good. was no academic mm -hmm. in the no. in the in the uh, ivory towers no theories she was living it man yeah, yeah. Well, the reason I ask is because, like, you were you were a huge uh, comedy, you know, headliner star, and then you're working with Roseanne, the funniest female, and it's like, it's kind of like when you're doing, you know, riding a motorcycle and you jump over fire from, like, the greatest, like, evil can evil or something, <laughs> wow. and then you, you see someone who's just as great doing it, like, you learn their tricks and stuff, you know? It's quite a visual. I, I'm, I hope Rich can process that. I'm having, I'm processing with my glasses. <laughs> I'm, I'm still working on the jumping over the fire to murder. I've applied to comedy. I'm still, but, I'm still working on that. There you go. <laughs> we're, 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 in the, we're, we're in the process of changing the name of the show to Imagination with Keith Reza. Wow. That's, uh, I, I, I can't wait for that, quite frankly. Uh, <laughs> Stretch the metaphor with Keith Reza. There you go. <laughs> but... But so you, you see comics. Was there a questionnaire? You just want to get that metaphor. Was there a questionnaire? <laughs> I think it was just a metaphor. No, no, that, no, that, that, yeah, that yeah. Listen, uh, some of these aren't questions, but I have a couple of things I want to get in and post some questions. Otherwise, it looks like I'm showing off. Oh my! God. No, no, no. The, uh, the, the question was was like because you know you worked with her, so she gave you some of that. Mm -hmm. You know. So, like, funniest female... Fun I had my own... Uh, Roseanne, I didn't need a... Uh, or, uh, I had my own. But uh, I think we were kindred souls in the terms that we recognized each other's... Uh, you know, and, uh, I, I definitely uh, enjoyed, you know, yeah. being around her. You know, she was, she's... Uh, you know she's she's interesting. She's she's Strong. funny and she's brilliant and interesting. Strong and uh, I enjoyed being around her. You know sometimes we're tough. Sometimes we're, you know in terms of work environment. Yeah, when I well, I had to adjust myself to going in and being. You know I went there. I didn't work directly for Roseanne. I was in the writers' room and and, there, and yeah. uh, there were a lot of producers ahead of me. I was like this guy they just brought in. And, I was just beating jokes, so to speak. They said beat jokes, which means uh, we need another joke here, another joke there, come up with something different. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you'd come up with ideas, and they'd say, no, 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 yes, go back, here's another joke, try this one. No, 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 yes, here's another oh, one. Yeah. That's a, I was just in a factory line. Mm -hmm. yeah. So going from being stand-up, you know, where you control every aspect, the performance, the directing of the performance, the editing of the performance, the writing, mm -hmm. when you control everything, and then you go to where I would just toss jokes out, and they'd bat them down mm -hmm. until they took one. Um, 
you know, it's quite an adjustment for your ego. Yeah. Now, when when they battle, when they bat, batted your jokes down, did you just were you just like, Arr! you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I didn't get made that because it, I, know, I saw guys did. Some guys did. You know, they go, I know it's funny, but I, I didn't know. You know, I knew I got it early on. Um, learned quickly. You know, Bob Nickman was a good friend of mine, a writer. He was there already writing, and he, you know, he said, "Look, you just." Just offer them up and move on. Don't get mm-hmm. attached to them. Mm-hmm. There were probably a couple times when I first went, I thought, well, that was funny, man. What are you talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not my decision. And that's what I'm saying. You, you know, you, you, I was an employee. I was, mm-hmm. I went from being like the sole owner and proprietor of Rich Scheidner Stand Up Incorporated to like an employee on the Roseanne show. Mm-hmm. The show's Roseanne. It wasn't Rich Scheidner. Yeah. So go off, offer up the jokes the way you, and then when they ask them up with an idea for a show, come up with ideas for a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I once heard this guy say, this old veteran writer, uh, he said, I come here, I'm paid to talk from 10 o'clock till they tell me to go home. And then I stop talking and go home. Oh. You know, I'd yeah. you're there to come up with ideas and, and offer them up. And then other people make the, the, the choices until you get the position where you're the guy or woman making the choices. Yeah. And then when you go home, you know, and your wife's like, hi, honey, how was your day? You just say, Err, you know? Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of that. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying it was an easy transition. I'm telling you that's what it was, but I'm not yeah. saying it went yeah. easy. I had a rough time. Yeah. It was. I got depressed. I got freaking depressed at first, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Wow. Well, I mean, I know, yeah. I know about depression. I have depression, and I get really depressed about my career because, like, there's as a comic, there's phases where you get booked a lot, and then there's phases where you don't get booked at all. Then you get big. Yeah, yeah. And I'm on that phase where I'm yeah. not getting booked at all, and I'm like, yeah. Err, you know. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And you, and you know, look, I get it. You know, I had five TV pilots that didn't go, and the last one didn't wow. go, and I, that's how I ended up writing for Roseanne because I had a kid, and I was like, wow, I'm gonna go back out in the in the road. I got heckled by Sean Penn at this club, and maybe realized I'm gonna be out here just you know doing stand up out in these nightclubs. I got a kid, I'm gonna miss her growing up, and um, I just said I gotta do something different. Yeah. So I, I I I went and tried to get a job. And I got a job writing for Roseanne, That's so I could get off the road. You also wrote for uh, which is one of my uh, favorite series, and not a lot of people have heard of it. And I don't know why, because I thought it was hilarious. But it was called The Mind of the Married Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My mm-hmm. my buddy Mike Binder was the creator and the star of it, and he brought me on. And that was a great two year ride. I mean, Mike is incredibly talented. You know, he's written so many things and directed movies and. Uh, yeah. We had a good idea. I think it was. I think it was a great, you know, show about the voice of a married man. But again, you know, it's funny how these things. Um, they're like, uh, you know, uh, we we just didn't. I didn't think we did enough chance to really do it. But I don't know. It's it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Well, it, it, was, it was a really fun. You know what my theory about that show why why it didn't work because I think that the pre- the premise and the jokes were great and this is just from a comic because yeah. like I grew up watching that show but I yeah. think I think the actors just didn't they didn't have any all star charisma to, mm. to prove to HBO like Mike Binder's hilarious funniest guy yeah Jake Weber yeah. who's my favorite actor but no one They're knows terrific. Yeah, yeah no one knows who mm-hmm. Jake Weber is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, no, you're look, you're right. We we there were a couple different factors I think involved in it, but um I think you're right. Um Emmett you know, Walsh. Uh, they're like who's it's that? It's just you know, like, what who knows, man. Something's just it could be a timing thing too, you so, know. It's just not a time for like you know, a lot of 
wives didn't want to hear what the guys were thinking. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> like, you that's know, funny. That go. You guys are thinking, you know. But, but I don't know. You know, Sex in the City was a, like they want to hear what women are thinking. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Interesting. I was going to say, yeah. I think yeah. that Sex in the City and Desperate Housewives kind of like stole the mind of the married yeah. men and reversed it. Yeah, they went like, for the women. Yeah, they they oh. but they. But, but and women love to hear that. But it's like guys. It's mm-hmm. like it's funny. It's like guys are stars of action movies, and women are stars of um, uh, things about thoughts and feelings. I guess yeah. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, know. I think that's, I there's a lot there to that. Uh, that's changing. That's changing. But maybe that's what it was then. But I think it's changed. Obviously, has has that uh, changed your your comedy style? Because your HBO one night stand, it was so such style on relationships has it now has yeah. it changed your style how like okay everyone's either married yeah, or know, not in a relationship I, no no <laughs> I, I i i still do jokes about relationships obviously yeah you know i am who i am i can't yeah become something different and it's different i mean it is different i mean you talk to my daughter and her generation they don't even they'll, they'll ask you know we used to ask people like you know Hey, you know what sign are you or something? They'll just go. How do you identify? They'll be like, How do you identify sexually? They'll be like, That's wide open. Mm-hmm. That was a given back then. You know, you're gay, straight. We didn't even know transgender. That was even on the table. No, yeah. Now they'll they're like, How do you identify? That's that's completely open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so there's a whole different. I mean, a whole different generation of 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 relationships. But I think when you get down to the core underneath, I don't know how much has really changed. Yeah. No, I don't know yet. Yeah, I true. still do these jokes and they work, and I don't know. Yeah, but sometimes people get like again politically correct or whatever no, you want to say. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly yeah. oh, I... what that is. I think sometimes I blame it on the fact that people, you know, it started with Burger King way back in the '70s, and they said, "Have it your way." Before that, you wanted a burger That's at McDonald's. Right. You got the burger. You don't want the pickles on it. You take the That's bun right. off, throw the pickles off. Yeah. You don't want the special sauce. You take a napkin, wipe that. it off. We this is the way you got a McDonald's burger. Yeah, and the then hardest thing you had to do was ask for a stuff. Now it's down to like order coffee by you know half calf, big calf, foam, sure. not foam, but you know what I mean. Lots yeah. of and so people people expect they think the show's all about them. They come to a yeah. comedy show. They don't they don't identify as a crowd anymore. No, no, you're catering to every so individual. Something that happens, they don't like. They don't go. You know what? After the show, yeah. everybody else left but me. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just me. After the show, I'll talk to the comic about it. They just scream out right then. Hey, I didn't like that because <laughs> yeah. the show's about them. Yeah, no, it's so so narcissistic and so self centered. The society. Yeah, the sh- and and and, fa- and social media uh, reinforces it. Oh, please, everything oh, in society reinforces it. Oh. You know, when I grew up, and maybe you guys grew up the same way. You know how you learn how to be a crowd? When you watch TV as a family. Mm-hmm. Six of us sat around. Thank you. Watched one TV. Mm-hmm. So, right? Yeah. If the show was on, you shut your mouth till commercials. Okay? Yeah. You know, yeah. you respected everybody else is watching the TV. Yeah. Yeah. Now everybody watches TV by themselves. Yeah, they're off in a room. There's every, right, they're, they're, they're watching on their iPad. They're watching mm-hmm. another TV. There's five TVs in a house. There's 14 iPads. Nobody's watching TV together. So there's no ever you're never trained to be part of a crowd that's actually i didn't even think about it. that's totally true because now everyone wa- does watch different tvs in different houses and when i was growing up so they think everything yeah. every experience is about them so when they come they don't identify as being part of a crowd like you know what everybody else left but me maybe it's me i'll just wait and i'll talk to the comic afterwards because it kind of offended me or it kind of took me back yeah but everybody else left they don't care that everybody else yeah, left they, they just can't. go that offended yeah. me this show's about for me this show's me 
Yeah. yeah. I have it shows I, for me. Yeah. Rich, I have a routine, and uh, people are familiar with it, where it addresses that. And I say, you know, I've, uh, I'm out there dating, and I've given up. I just date myself. I'm dating myself. <laughs> See, he liked it. Yeah. He chuckled. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I'm addressing that idea in the, in the routine. You know, I date myself. I love, I love it. I, I can always please myself. Well, Typical you know, guy over there. You, 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 were, you, were, you were kind of taken back that, that, that I didn't laugh harder at your No. Point. I said, no, not at all. I was telling Pete oh. that he, here's a professional, he, let, he chuckled. I know that. Okay. No, no. Because, a couple because, of comics said, what did you say, part, Alan? This, look, this is, the, he says this this is a nice guy. This is why I don't watch Netflix specials. This is why I don't watch comedy specials. Because I'll sit there and I'll go, I wrote that one. I did that one. Yeah. I heard it. Did it. Heard it. Should have wrote it. Wish I'd written it. Yeah. You know? Sure. Uh-huh. You get around long enough, you've heard everything, or you've written it yourself. Yeah. There's sometimes when they, they fool you, you go, sure. oh, wow. And that's rare. You know sure. what I mean? That's the problem. Yeah, I thought that was especially nice. comedy these days. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I'm sure you've seen it, but I, I see a lot of comics. You know, they only get on shows because they're popular on social media and stuff. But it's like, you know what? They got no talent. They're they're taking jokes from dead comedians like Drake Sather and Freddie Prince, oh, wow. and it's like the audience doesn't know who these guys are. And uh, you, there's there's no, first of all, there's nothing new about that guy's doing that forever, and uh, and. I remember this guy back when I first started. I, I go, that sounds kind of familiar. That's a, then one time I was reading this Milton Berle joke book, and he was like pulling jokes right out of Milton Berle. Wow, Milton wow. Berle. Milton Berle joke book. Wow. He was like just redoing them, just kind of updating them a little bit. But they were the same joke. Yeah. See, that's kind of ballsy. I'd rather just, I'd rather just go up with stuff I write and hope it's funny. But I hear you. If it bombs, I hear it bombs. Because then I. Well, what like, else? Why, why else are we doing it, man? Really? Yeah. That's really. Like, taking someone that's else's my work. Thing. Yeah. Well, Rich, we have a couple Twitter questions. Do you like Twitter? Talking about social media. <laughs> you know, I, I have a Twitter account. I, I post every yeah. six months just to show I'm alive. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I follow you on Twitter, and the one the tweets I get once every six months they're hilarious. Uh, <laughs> every six months, <laughs> jeez. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, but I can't. Th- I won't get anything else done if I spend my time. I see guys they, they spend all their time composing tweets, yeah, retweeting, uh, working it. They work. I know they they then go into comedy clubs and attract audiences. But I want to write other things. I don't have that much energy, man. I'm 64. Yeah. I don't have that much energy. Wow. To tweet 20 hours. You're 64. Know. I didn't know that. You look really young. Like <laughs> no, 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 you should try it. No, I'm, I'm serious. You look like... No, he does look good. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's, a, he, well, you know, he's a fit guy. You know, I saw, you know, He's always been I th- oriented toward fitness, I think. That's the impression I got when yeah. I watched him. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm nuts for fitness since for <laughs> the last 32 years. I, I'm crazy about fitness. Rich, I just, fitness. I just want you to know, I was just checking out your face. <laughs> Alan was checking out your body. Listen, no. Please don't believe He's the one who has red glasses. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. See, this is, you can't do anything new in this town. Jesus. Please tell me. Please tell me you have prescription. <laughs> You're not just wearing them to be cool. You're not just wearing red to be cool. No, actually, they're reading glasses. Yeah. That's because okay, I mean, if if you got them in the closeout bin, I did. You know, you, I did. This man is brilliant. I, 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 that's exactly where I got them in the closeout bin. All right, Richard. You, want, you know, I don't have money for the lens and the frame, but here I can take these frames. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Well, Rich, this is from uh, 
Courtney is in love with Alex. Uh, Rich, after seven years uh, with the release of I Am a Comic, does it still motivate you career-wise? Absolutely, man. Look, that thing got me back into doing stand-up. It was fits and starts. It was tough. But Jordan Brady, you know, smart guy that he is, good director he is, saw something there. Like, not my lustful look watching these comics perform. And, and we're over, I uh, used, you know, uh, Upright Citizens Brigade on Franklin mm-hmm. and Hollywood. Yeah, I love that place. And, um, you know, it, it helped me tremendously. But I, I'm very grateful. But, yeah, I, I keep, I, I mean, I, I don't want to fall back to not performing again, man. Yeah. All right. Well, that was from Courtney is in love with Alex. Uh, Thank like, you, Courtney, and 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 Alex by proxy. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just so weird. Like, why would you name your Twitter name that? Yeah, you those know? are the mysteries of life. Because, like, what happens because if she Courtney wants, she breaks up keep, with Alex? She wants to keep guys like you from contacting her. <laughs> there you go. This is, she covers herself well. Uh, well, this next question is: uh, Alex isn't in love with Courtney. Oh my god! Yeah. Surely you jest. <laughs> Boy, this is social media. <laughs> I think Rich is going to hang up the phone and be like, you know what? I, I love Keith Reza. There you go. That's good. I like it. That was good, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, Alex isn't in love with Courtney. wants to know, Rich, is there any chance you're going to go on a writing staff on Roseanne when she comes back? That's a good question. No, I wasn't asked. Look, I think there are like 600 former writers yeah. and producers for that show, you know? Yeah. I wasn't asked. Um, I didn't expect to be asked. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's not the same show. Look, there were like, when I was there writing, there were 24 guys on staff, men and women. I say, oh, these guys in America get in trouble for it. But there were 24 people on oh. staff. And um, that's a lot of writers. And I don't yeah. think they're going to have that kind of budget now. Oh, yes. I know, and I, I, I'm sure they got great writers doing it, yeah. and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. I really yeah. am. Yeah. Twenty-four. Yeah, that, but that doesn't seem like a lot back it does. then. It does. It's a lot. Really? I, I was a tremendous amount of writers. Oh. I don't know what they got on staff now, but I bet half a dozen is a good size mm-hmm. sitcom staff now. I, I don't know for sure, but I wouldn't be surprised. Well, the budgets aren't the same. You know, mm-hmm. she was she was. Her budget was like over a million dollars at one point. A show, a million dollars a show. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But, and the budgets nowadays aren't, yeah, you're right. No. Yeah. They don't get the ratings. Yeah, they don't. They yeah. don't get the ratings. Yeah. You know, Foxworth, I wrote, wrote on Jeff Foxworthy's show, his show was canceled with a seven or eight, something like that. Wow. You know? They'd be, they'd be naming Boulevards after him now with an eight. Wow. Wow. That's you know, it's tough. Eight. I, I much talked to a guy who was a writer uh, back in the in the late sixties and seventies. Right, he wrote on Mash. These kind of shows. He said one time there were only three networks. He had a show that got a thirty-one was canceled because it was third out of three shows. Wow, thirty-one. Yeah, that's harsh. They, they're not. They renamed Los Angeles to his name. <laughs> oh man, this advice is really yeah. making me not want to be a comedy writer anymore. Well, don't give well, up. No, no. I mean, it, there's, there's still, look, there's more shows out there now than ever. Shows. They no, just no, don't no, pay no. as much money because they don't get the ratings used to get. It's yeah. everything's split up in such small sections. No, I was I was totally kidding because I write for a podcast. Oh. I write for a podcast and, you know, I submit my jokes and my material and it doesn't get picked up. But it's like one out of every hundred, well, you know? Nor- it's Norm MacDonald. Wait, yeah, way to name sure. drop. Huh? I, always, I always name drop. This is show business. <laughs> but... uh <laughs> Jeez. All right. The worst thing is when you drop a name and they go, who? Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I know. That's bad. Um, uh, my names that's, aren't, aren't yeah. as heavy as I thought. 
It's like, oh, I got to get really better at this name dropping. Man. Right. Yeah, I better get better names. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, last Twitter question. This is from Roxman101. Uh, Rich, is there any comic that s- started doing comedy in the 90s that has improved now? I think I think what they're saying comic is... Comic that started in the 90s and has improved? Yeah, I think what they're saying is because you retired and then you came back and you, and you saw them better, like improve. Uh, I can't remember anybody that went. Oh, no. That's a tough question. People have, have improved. I'll tell you, in my time, I'll tell you the, the guy who, who, in my time, and this is my time, when I first saw Dennis Wolfberg, and you probably don't know who he is, but you can Google him and see him. Yeah. When I first saw him, I wasn't that impressed. I saw him in the comic strip, mm-hmm. 79, 80, you know, in that, t- in, that, in that time when he was first starting. I was like, uh, you know, he he didn't really impress me. He used to end his act with this um, singing uh, Bye Bye American Pie, mm-hmm. you know, and all me and sing along. And mm-hmm. I really wasn't impressed with Dennis that much. He was a stand-up comic, really nice guy on stage, but not as a stand-up. And then back in the mid-'80s, I kind of lost touch with him. You know, I was out on the road doing my thing, and somebody one time, there was a club called Igby's over in West L.A., Oh, like yes. 87, 88, somewhere there. Somebody said, man, got, we're going over to watch Dennis Wolfberg tonight. What? Oh, man, he is tearing it up. And I went over there, man, and he found his voice, and he found his style, and he was killing. And he got taken down early by cancer, but he was a guy that was going to break big. I mean, he was, he just was so likable, but he found his, I mean, just saw somebody improve. He just mm-hmm. found it, man. Well, you know? yeah. Now, thank you, uh, Rich, because that's a, that was a tough question. And uh, the that idea was a that, tough question. that somebody evolves suddenly, and, you, you know, you're looking at them one way, and then that's what's funny about uh, stand-up. It, it's an look, organic. Look, look, I'll tell you what. Here's a name you do know, probably, <laughs> and maybe you're the person to ask question. Bill Hicks. I oh, Bill yeah. Hicks. He was, he was yeah. a middle act. Yeah. yeah. Bill, Bill was a middle act, and he was doing... He did Letterman show. He was doing straight stand up in clubs. You know, he knew how to do that. His drunk driving bit and stuff mm-hmm. like that. He did mm-hmm. stuff that were crowd pleasing bits for comedy clubs mm-hmm. back in the early eighties. Mm-hmm. And at some point, Bill was like, "I can't do this anymore mm-hmm. and sleep at night." We couldn't sleep anyway. Let's put it there. I couldn't do this anymore <laughs> and shave. Sure, okay, sure. whatever it was, Bill snapped. He started working mm-hmm. more truthfully to who he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember then seeing one time and went, "Whoa!" Because he was he was middling for me, and he started. Doing this whole bit that we were doing, he was doing off stage about Elvis Presley and mm-hmm. all of these stuff about preachers and all. And then he did it on stage and walked half the crowd. But mm-hmm. I was laughing despite the fact that I was going to follow him and deal with half a crowd because he ran half of them out. Yeah, I went, oh my god, this this is something different. Where did this come from? You know, he's doing this. Yeah. Well, Rich, uh, unfortunately, yeah. the the time is. Tick. Okay. And uh, yeah, I know you got a show in ten minutes. Well, that's it, you know, that, yeah. that was so generous of you. He's, yeah. he's got a gig, and he's thank he's, you for calling in. And hey, Keith, it was, I really I had a lot of fun, Alan. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you, Rich. You. Rich, is there, is there a place the folks at home can find you? You want to name uh, your site? Yeah, they can find me at richshidner dot com. You can find me on Facebook. Um, yeah. You know, Rich Shidner, I T C H S H Y D N E R. Buy the book, Kicking Through the Ashes. You know, beautiful. All right, Rich. Kill it tonight, pal. Kill it, dude. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. Right. Take care. Bye. Great guy. I was the great Rich Scheidner, guys. No, I uh, I was so impressed uh, how he answered some of your really uh, amazing uh, Twitter, which that was a hard question. That I, was a hard question. I, you know, I was almost about to chime in and say, do you need any, do you need any help on that one? Yeah, I yeah. got me so nervous I can't even say. Duh, 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 duh. That, that, was that, a, that was actually a very I, hard question. I, I don't know why I chose it. Well, I mean, he—he he just. I think I, I think I think I chose it because, like, I thought like maybe it'd be 
interesting. It was. Yeah, but I, I guess I didn't figure out how many com- – like, I was thinking, like, yeah. for example, maybe Todd Glass started in the 90s. Now he's, you know, Todd Glass. Well, yeah, yeah. So I yeah. – but, yeah, after I read the but question, I was sure. like, that's a fucking hard question. Mm-hmm. Well, you know he mentioned Hicks, Bill Hicks. Yeah, so he Bill Hicks it. is dead. But he tagged it with the fact that Bill Hicks came up with authentic material that was closer to his own persona, who he was. And, you know, you and I have talked about that, that your new material must be you. It must be the truth. It must be who you actually are, not just the same jokes you've heard, you know, the same type of material. You can do the same type of material, but, you know. Did you know – I'm sorry to interrupt. Go on. No, no, no. But did you know on June 10th? 1976, Rich Schneider did The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. I did. With John Travolta the, and uh, Meredith Streeth. I don't recall him. And Street. Tom Cruise. Wow, that's a lot of names. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Remember we were listening? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't even know if that was the right day. God, dude, that's like, uh, that's just honest. <laughs> Just like, you know, I just thought dude. that was just so funny. I mean, not not to like, dude, you know. But that, is, like, that is funny in a way. I yeah, because it's like, oh, dude. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought I was uh, sure living the life. <laughs> yeah, well. It's it's like, Alan, did you know on December 12th, uh, 1996, yeah. mm-hmm. you were at Starbucks? I may, might have been. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. I, that's where you're screwing with people. So that's like a <laughs> mine. Um, we don't want to. It's a mine F. <laughs> it's a mine. Yeah, you know what a mine. <laughs> my mom. My you're, mom. You're off the air, Alan. I think my, everyone heard that. No, well, for those of you, who I, ladies and gentlemen, it, I, in four I, years, I got Alan Lee to curse. Yeah, I apologize. And mother, don't Must be those don't, red glasses. I'll just tell my mom not to listen to the last twenty minutes of this. No, Alan, we love you. The Rifters love you. Oh, I love you too. Everyone on the on on Rifters say Alan Lee. And you know that I'm the kind of guy that no matter where I am, a checkout line at CVS, uh, Walgreens. Ralphs, you can approach me and I, I'll give you an autograph. Yeah. And you'll name drop and be like, yeah, man, oh, I just chat. interviewed Rich Schneider. I'll chat, I'll chat with you. See? Com- very complimentary on my red glasses. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't Thank tweet, you. so he doesn't follow me, but woo. Thank you. Thank you. That, High five. Sweet. that was a great show. I loved it. All right, guys. Well, for the folks at home, you can follow yeah. Rich Schneider on social media, uh, Facebook. Uh, his last name is spelled S H Y D N E R. Uh, Alan Lee, do you have anything coming up? Well, you know, I am going to go see, we're going to go see, perhaps, we're going to go see our friend Jay Moore. Uh, oh, we had a name him. drop. <laughs> <laughs> he was a guest on our show, as you remember. <laughs> and name drop we, we will. And, uh, you know, we've got a busy night. Uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, we have other people coming on. Yeah. And, and we'll let you find that out. And next week will be our last one of the season. That's right. We're closing uh, out the season. And then I'm going back to school. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to try and uh, get more comedy gigs and stuff. Sure. You know? And you're right. You're always writing. We, yeah. But we do got to go. Uh, if you guys want to help the show, this is very important. If you guys want to help the show, uh, subscribe on the iTunes at Reza Riffs. Mm-hmm. Hit, you know, subscribe, rate, and review us and uh, with honest feedback. That's one. Who would you please? Yeah, because we need it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like us on Twitter and Instagram please. at Razor Riffs and our Facebook at Razor Riffs. And we love you. We love you. Good night. Uh, thanks again once again to Rich Schneider, and I'm Keith Razor. Have a good night. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor.
and Alan Lee, right here on LA Talk Radio.